Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. My name is Conan Esler, and I'm here today with Carlos Gomez. Hola, hola, hola. And Tadeo Gasparetto. Hello, everyone. Tadeo, could you tell us what today's podcast is about? Absolutely, Corno. So today we would like to discuss the paper. The title is English Goalkeepers are not responsible for English poor performance in penalty shootout in the past. So four authors have written this paper, Michael Brinkhult, Philip Forley, Maximilian Klemp, and Daniel Mermet. So it seems that them all are from German Sport University in Cologne. And this paper has been published last year, 2021, in the scientific reports. Adeo, thanks a lot for this introduction. I, for once, think that the authors made a great choice in submitting this paper last year, because I think it cannot be more timely. So if you think back to the European Championship in England, that England lost in the final in penalties. So I, honestly, I think the timing of the authors was perfect. So what's the general story about this paper? Well, the paper, I mean, they made a very nice introduction. It's like the narrative that they create is talking about the public opinion and the scientific evidence might be different. And this is exactly what they try to test because they say that in England or somehow in the world of football in general, they say that the, goal, the British or the English goalkeepers are not that good. They talk about not good at goalkeeping. And also there is a kind of story there saying that English goalkeeper problem so they decided to use data and statistical analysis to test whether this is true or not. So they present some preliminary evidences that the mistakes in penalty kicks, in the penalty shootouts that the English team took part was not fault of the kickers. And then they decided to say, well, maybe then is the problem of their goalkeepers. So let's try it. So they talk about some kind of stereotype threat that it's perhaps a general perception that the British goalkeepers are bad and then it may lead to poor performance and then it would then lead to underperformance of these goalkeepers. So all this narrative, yeah, want to say something, Carlos? This is a nice concept, the stereotype threat. I like it. It is... Basically, when you tell someone that they're not good at something, then you're making these people more likely not to be good at that specific thing. And there are many examples, and there's a lot of research on this. And I like that the authors here, they try to link this data and this analysis to this theoretical stereotype threat. It's a nice idea. No, absolutely. This is very cool. And then what they say is that, well, let's then test in the best football tournaments in the world because then the best goalkeeper is going to be there. The best penalty kickers are there as well. So they have chosen some of the top competitions. I guess Cornell will tell you a bit, a little bit more. And they are saying about general statistics that on average, the goalkeepers or the penalty kick takers tend to miss about 25%. Say a little bit that English actually didn't have a very strong success in the past. That is about the one, three up to 10 penalty shootouts that they took part of in history. So this is the general narrative that they have. So let's test the public opinions that the goalkeepers in the UK are bad, in English actually, are bad. So is that true? So Cornell tell us how they did it. 
Please. I think that's uh, my task today. Cornel, if you will allow ah, me. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I was okay, Carlos. I have Feel free to talk about it. Actually, the method is rather simple, but I would like to explain because there are a few considerations that the authors make and that we need to keep in mind when we look at the results later. Regarding the data, they have a lot of penalty kicks. They have, if I remember correctly, more than 2,300 penalty kicks in total, and that accounts for more than 620 goalkeepers. So they have a lot of goalkeepers in there. And they have many observations regarding the number of penalty kicks. Uh, the penalty kicks, they use four different competitions. So they use the European Championships and the World Cup at the international level since 1976. So they have many years of this data. And they also include the UEFA Champions League and the UEFA Europa League. But this is imbalanced. So for the UEFA Champions League, they only have data since 2000. And for the UEFA Europa League since 2004. This is a little bit painful because I like Atletico. I kind of like Atletico de Madrid. So probably this final against Real Madrid in the Champions League is in here. So that's my heart a little bit before. What do the authors do with these data? So they have information on the goalkeepers and they basically they create a variable, which is their main variable of interest. And if the penalty kick is either saved or scored. By saved, here we have to make this consideration because they consider as saved penalty kicks by the keeper, these penalties that uh, hit the post or go directly outside the goal. And they have this together with the penalties that the goalkeeper actually put their hands on. Then for the analysis, they also consider two different scenarios. The penalty kicks are part of penalty shootouts at the end of the game when there is not a clear winner and then they have to decide the winner at the end of the game. And then they compare these penalties against the ones that I should do in the game, like in-game penalty. So for the analysis, they make these two distinctions. And their main variable of interest is the nationality of the goalkeeper. So they are not looking at the nationality of the clubs or the national teams. They are looking at the nationality of the goalkeeper. Let's say if there is a Spanish goalkeeper, playing for a British team, then in the data set, they will consider Spain as the dependent variable. And they include different countries in this analysis. So they include goalkeepers from England, Germany, Spain, Italy, Netherlands, Brazil, Argentina, and France. And then they try to compare the performance of these goalkeepers and the different scenarios. Cornell, what do they find? Hello. Very interesting and nice description of the method. So I want to highlight one thing that they did and that I really like. Uh, that is the distinguish between penalty shootouts and in-game penalties. I'm highlighting this because they find really different results. So they find that the goalkeeper success rate, so when the kicker didn't score, was only 19.18% for in-game penalties. So that means that in one out of five cases, the keeper was able not to let the ball go in. But now when you look at penalty shootouts, you find that this percentage increases by seven percentage points to 26.29%. And I find this super interesting because you see that there's some psychology for sure in there as well. So if you're a keeper, maybe you're, you have some way to influence the players more in the penalty shootouts. But... 
interesting and for the author super important is that there are no statistically significant differences if you are a keeper from England or from another country. And this is the same for the Europa League and the Champions League. This is basically the main finding, but I would like to highlight two more things that you can see super good in their graphs so in figure one and figure two. If you like this paper, make sure to look at it. So in figure one, what they do is they compare the shootout rates for all those countries. And if you, for example, followed football in the last years, you would say, okay, maybe Germany is super good or Spain or Italy. But actually you see that if you look at shootouts, England outperformed Spain or the Netherlands, and in some extent, even France in for many tournaments. And that, for me, I didn't know at all. However, if you look at the in-game shooting percentage, you see that other countries are far better. But still, you see that what we talked about, what Tadeo talked about in the beginning is interesting because there's this preconception that English goalkeepers perform worse, but we do not see that. However... There is one thing that authors also mention, and that is that if you look at Europa and Champions League for shootouts, they only had one English keeper. And this is something that Carlos mentioned before. So maybe you have this preconceived notion and you think, ah, okay, maybe English goalkeepers perform worse. So as a coach, you don't even give them the chance, you know, to play a shootout. So you, in the beginning, you already say, you know what? I just choose a different one. For me personally, I was really interested in that when Manchester City got Pep Guardiola and one of the first things he did was he got a new keeper. And I don't remember his name, but for me, he was a good keeper and he was from England. But it seems like Pep Guardiola didn't like him and he got rid of him. Actually, when you mentioned the specific cases of goalkeepers, I was wondering whether there are many goalkeepers in this data set that appear many times, because if we think about the big teams in Europe or the national teams, so we have in Spain, Ike Casillas, he played for many years for Real Madrid, also for the national team. We also have Gianluigi Buffon that played for Italy many years and Juventus. So I was wondering what's the influence of these specific goalkeepers in the results. And I saw that the authors actually had the data regarding the goalkeepers' names and their identities. So I would love to see a little bit more about this. Okay. Yeah, I completely um, agree. So that was one point that I, I had that I wanted to see as well. And for me, honestly, I thought you mentioned Casillas and Buffon, but I also thought about older keepers, especially for Germany. So you called them like those pain uh, penalty killers, basically. So you were convinced that they were a little bit better. So I agree with you. And as a shooter, I would look different at a keeper if you know if it's Ike Casillas at his prime compared to, I, I really don't want to say name here because they're all pretty good. But yeah, that was my impression as well, Carlos. Tadeo, something else to add? Well, I don't know, not really. I mean, you just say that he didn't like to see Atletico de Madrid losing, but I would say the Brazilian World Cup was here, so I guess it was even more painful for me when we lost 1-7 against Germany. So That's this is true. no comment. There are different ways of losing and I guess all of them painful. That's great. Colonel Tadeo, thank you very much. This is everything for today's podcast. Thank you for listening to the weekly piece of sports. Stay tuned 